Hello and welcome to the podcast. It is episode 15 and uh, I'm excited about this episode. I, I did an episode last week about Black Friday sales strategies um, for my Just the Tip short episode, but there's really so much more that we can talk about with regards to holiday sales strategies that I thought, why not expand upon it and make a whole episode about that? Um, I'm really motivated to work right now. Ever since coming back from the Boss Reseller Remix, I have felt that way, just bringing back a lot of energy from the people that I met there and feeling really great about um, getting into the business and really working hard. Um, so that's been feeling really good. And it honestly, it coming through in sales our sales are pretty strong right now um you know we're we're getting to the averages that we that we expect kind of hitting some targets that we had even um that we were not meeting even during the pandemic when online sales were strong so things are going really well um it feels a little bit tenuous because so much of what we're selling are these model kits so if you've been following along um you might remember i mentioned a couple times that we bought this collection of car models, like model kits, in September uh, from a family, there were about 650 cars, and most of them are built. So the guy was an expert builder, and he had built them up and put the decals on and everything. And we weren't really sure how they would sell, but they, it's just been bananas. So anyway, sales are really, really strong, and we're pumped about that. But part of the reason that they're strong is because we have these model kits. And I mean, clearly, this is a hot category. People are buying them. Um, they sell quite fast. I we're not really sure if we're underpricing them or or, or what, um, but they are moving really quickly. And we've been trying to work through getting every single one photographed and listed. Uh, Six hundred and fifty cars is a lot, and we are almost done. We have about I don't know. I think I counted on Friday like eighty more cars or so. So it's almost checked done on this one, and we're really excited. And we think this is going to sell you know, exceedingly well over the holiday season. But it's like, if we don't get another influx of great inventory like this, you know, our sales are gonna probably settle down. So eh, it's good, but it's also like, you know, I don't want to get too complacent. Uh, so anyway, uh, that kind of brings me to what this episode is all about. And I wanted to expand on last week's episode about Black Friday and Cyber Monday strategies, because really that weekend is just one part of what we want to be a really busy holiday selling season. Um, and I think it's important that we think about uh, the next really seven to 10 weeks, because I kind of include like a couple weeks after Christmas as part of the selling season, since a lot of people get holiday money and they like to spend it. Um, these never, next seven to 10 weeks are kind of a time that we should be constantly leveraging the promotional tools that we have at our disposal if we want to maximize sales at the end of the year. You know how it is every single summer, it's like July and August and everyone's like, wow, oh, my sales are so slow. This is so frustrating. And everyone's like, it's okay, Q4 is coming, right? Well, Q4 is here and we are right in the in the thick of it, um, but it's not too late to get something going to really spur your sales on um, if they're not ticking up the way you want them to. So in this episode, I'll discuss more uh, consumer buying trends. I mentioned a few in the last episode, but I have some more insight to give you. This is according to various market researchers. Um, one of the points of resistance that I get sometimes when I sort of talk about this macroeconomic stuff and consumer behavior and trends is like people think, oh, it doesn't apply to me. I'm a vintage seller. It doesn't apply to me. My items are all one of a kind. Um, you know, it only matters for larger retailers or dealers of new goods. Um, but I have to disagree. 
with that claim, I think we should always be on the pulse of consumer trends and consumer buying trends because they can give us some really great insight into how consumers and buyers are making decisions um, and help us understand better what they are buying. You know, the people who completely ignore these kinds of things, those are the people who are still selling their Beanie Babies and their Avon bottles and their collector plates and hoping that the market is just going to suddenly demand them again. Like, we understand as vintage, one-of-a-kind collectibles resellers that things that were really popular 10, 15, 20 years ago aren't popular right now. And they might come around again, but that's the whole idea of following consumer behavior and understanding that so that we can always stay on top of what people are buying. So, and as, as one of a kind vintage and collectible sellers, the people who buy our stuff are just as concerned about what's going on in the broader economy as anyone else. Inflation is affecting them the way it affects us. The uncertainty in the stock market is affecting them the way that it affects us. And so the better we understand how our buyers are thinking, the better we're going to be able to cater to them to them during this holiday season and encourage them to spend money with us. So I'm going to discuss that and give you a little bit of insight into how we are reaching out to buyers as well to show them that we are listening. Um, and it's going to sound a bit counterintuitive to some of the advice that I generally give because I, I, I like to say things like don't race to the bottom. Don't give massive discounts, don't sell cheap goods, but this is kind of the time of the year where you can get away with that. And I think even more so this year. So let me let me discuss it, I, I, I'll get there. Okay, so thinking about this holiday season, I don't wanna say COVID is behind us, but this is like our first kind of post-pandemic-ish holiday season. You know, the last couple of years were really strong for sales because everybody was at home and shopping online. We know that buyers are enthusiastic about returning to brick and mortar stores and being out and around with people. And this year, human connection is a really important part of the holiday season, maybe even more than before because people have really missed it. And so they may be buying gifts with that in mind, like wanting to have wanting to buy something for somebody to show them that they have been thinking about them, that they have missed them, which could be a really strong advantage for us as people who sell unusual things, vintage things, unique items. So if you just started selling in the last couple of years, this holiday season might feel really slow. Um, for us and our business, it's really just coming close to mirroring 2019. Like I would say, our uptick in sales is about at the same level as it was in 2019. It's more gross sales because we have so many more listings than we had then. I think we only had about 4,000 listings at the end of 2019. Now we have 6,600. Um, but that kind of ramping up feels about the same as it did in 2019. Um, and so I'm not really that worried about you know, what's going on with our sales. It might not be as crazy as last year and the year before right now, but uh, that is really to be expected. So if you're a new seller and you just started getting into it during the pandemic, I wouldn't expect the same bonanza that you might have experienced in 2020 and 2021, unless you have really spectacular inventory. So I already mentioned the model kits. That's spectacular inventory. 
um, as we've learned. And they're selling so well, but it's also frustrating that we haven't been sourcing a lot of new, exciting inventory, and that might affect our holiday sales. So if the model kits end up selling out or they sell, you know, at a completely, at a crazy pace, well, it's, it's pretty crazy, but it could get crazier. And I'm going to discount them for Black Friday. Um, you know, we could get this huge spike in sales and then it just dies. So we have to get something exciting into our store. Uh, so anyway, you can still experience a crazy bonanza of sales if you have crazy good inventory. And crazy good inventory isn't just going to be about what's what sells well, although that's obviously like the majority key component is like knowing what is selling, but also how you sell it. Like you have to be a good seller of that particular item. So we've learned how to be really good sellers of, of model cars and model kits, and that's helping. Whereas if we were, you know, poor sellers of that, if we had bad pictures or we didn't wrap the items properly, um, you know, then we wouldn't be experiencing the same bonanza that we are. So anyway, just something to consider if you're a relatively new seller, don't freak out. This year is just a lot like three years ago, um, and it's a learning experience for your business. So thinking about inflation, and I've discussed inflation in previous episodes where, you know, we're slowly learning more about how this um, high inflation is, is uh, affecting the way people make buying decisions. I think we're still finding that people are buying. I mean, they're excited to go out and spend money. And as long as governments kind of say, hey, we're not really in a recession. It kind of looks like one, but we're not really there yet. You know, I think it's protecting consumer confidence at least a little bit for now. And I don't know how long that's going to last because there's some people out there with some real doom and gloom opinions on what's about to happen in the economy. I was listening to a podcast. I love this podcast. Um, I respect these two a lot. It's Phil Town, a guy named Phil Town and his daughter, Danielle, and they do a podcast called Invest Ed. And Ed is in capital letters. So it's like Invest Education, the Invest Ed podcast. So they talk all about stock investing and, and stuff like that. And Phil Town's opinion is that like there could be like, you know, we could be seeing mortgage rates like 10% plus, you know, next year and that this recession could last a really long time. And he gives a, a, a solid rationale for it. But I still think a lot of people are not quite, they're not in that mindset. They're cautious, but not afraid. Um, and hopefully we, we don't, hopefully people don't become afraid. But anyway, I still, th I think we're still seeing some reasonably strong spending right now as people are kind of waiting out to see um, what this inflationary period actually does to the economy in the, in the medium term. However, buyers are seeking deeper discounts. So you may have read stories about big retailers like Target and Walmart already having like huge sales on inventory. They have a glut of inventory. Supply chain issues have meant sometimes that retailers stock has come in too late. And so they're not able to be timely with when and how they sell it. And the, and the demand for it has already waned by the time they get the stock. So as soon as they get it, they have to discount it. So you had those kinds of issues. But then you also have like the consumer expectation of like, I really want to bargain because, you know, the stuff I have to buy to sustain myself and my family is so much more expensive. So if I'm going to buy something that's a want and not a need, it's got to be cheap. Um, in one of the articles I've shared in the show notes from CNBC, um, it even alluded to how Walmart did not do like a savings, like a big savings event, the, the way that Amazon does Prime Day 
because so much of their stock was already discounted that like they couldn't really you know discount it any further so so you're seeing stuff like that which could be really good for retail arbitrage sellers i'm not sure because i'm not one i don't do any retail arbitrage but if you hey, if you're listening to this and you do retail arbitrage i'm super curious if it's going better for you because i suspect that it would be so if, if, if that's you leave a comment reach out to me i'd I really like to know how it's going um so anyway retailers are already offering some pretty hefty discounts to try and entice buyers and that is not likely to be any different for these last few weeks of the year. Um, so according to that CNBC article, discounts on toys, electronics, and other standard gift categories are expected to be higher than they were in the previous three years. So for example, toys, the toys category, discounts uh, amongst retailers are expected to average about 22%, I think the article said, whereas in the previous three years, it didn't go above an average of 19%. Um, and then even though some researchers predict that people's overall holiday spending might actually be up slightly over the previous year, it's not very exciting news once you adjust for inflation. So if like somebody's spending at the holiday season goes up uh, by 5%, but inflation is 8%, you know, they're not actually spending any more than they were before. It's just like they're actually buying less stuff and it's costing more. So it's not really higher spending. So when you see stories or press releases where they're saying like holiday spending is expected to be up this year, you know, take it with a grain of salt because that's might look like it on the face of it, but it's not necessarily what's really going on with consumers. Um, so we see lots of evidence that buyers are looking for discounts. Um, Deloitte Canada released their, um, oh, what is it called? I always get the name wrong. Uh, Deloitte Canada's 2022 holiday retail outlook, which they've titled Spending Less and Connecting More. Uh, so Deloitte, massive uh, global consulting firm. This report comes out of Deloitte Canada. So it's looking specifically at Canadian shoppers, but Canadian shopper behavior tends to mirror Americans pretty closely. Um, so it's relevant to you if you're in the United States as well, I think. So their holiday outlook suggests that a majority of shoppers will seek out the deepest discounts possible and they will not be as brand loyal as they usually are. So if somebody's really loyal to Nike, um, but there's a reasonably equivalent shoe at Adidas that's selling for less, they're going to switch brands. Uh, so the switch brands to get an even better detail uh, deal. And that puts that brand loyalty concept kind of out the window in certain categories. Um, Deloitte says, or Deloitte forecasts, that overall holiday spending is in a decline. So they estimate uh, $1,520 Canadian dollars, I'm assuming, uh, which is down 17% um, from 2021 and not adjusted for inflation. So that's like a significant decrease. Um, the average consumer could be purchasing cheaper gifts and fewer high-end items. So you have heard me, if you've listened to the podcast, you've heard me say, people with money are still going to have money, even if we go into a recession. And I absolutely hold true to that statement. Um, they will still buy nice things. If we're looking at the average consumer, who's just like, you know, I've got five or eight people that I need to buy a gift for, and times are tough and money is tight, you know, they they may be spending less or they may be buying cheaper things. 
So those are the people I'm talking about here. And if that's your customer, if, if that's your target market, know that they will be expecting discounts and those low ballers will be out in full force. Um, so does this mean you should sell cheaper goods like lower quality or just less expensive things? Maybe. It depends really on what categories you know really well um, and whether you, you can have access to the types of inventory that you can list and ship really, really quickly, you know, like, I don't know, cell phone cases or something, or like, you know, t-shirts that you have like 50 of, because you can just throw them in a poly bag and stick a label on it and go. Um, if you're going to sell those cheaper goods, they better be very, very easy to list, pack, and ship so that you can at least maintain a reasonable profit margin. Um, because you do not want to be caught in a race to the bottom. It will burn you out. The people, the buyers, the frustrating buyers, the returns, um, the constant price pressure, downward price pressure will 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 burn you out. Um, so just be be careful. Like, don't be afraid to offer discounts if you've got the margin margin to do it. Expect buyers to be a little bit higher maintenance. Um, expect a higher return rate. I think we can. Um, but but you can still be very successful with that strategy over these next seven to 10 weeks. Um, Deloitte also suggests that online shopping should remain strong. So there has been some concern amongst online sellers like, oh, people are going back to brick and mortar stores. So um, they're not going to want to shop in my online store. And there's a little bit of truth to that. Um, however, um, remember the supply chain issues that I already mentioned. Consumers have now become conditioned to those issues that kept so many items out of stock in store. And so consumers have sort of learned over the last few months to, to say, well, you know, I can't necessarily go to the store and trust that the item I want is going to be there. But if I can find it more easily online, I'm going to do that. Um, so those supply, and issue, supply chain issues might discourage some people from in-store shopping, despite the desire to get back out in public and be around people. Because if they're, they're not necessarily going to put themselves to the stress of being in crowds, especially around Christmas time, um, just to find out that the item they want isn't in store. So they may, you know, more consumers will have a preference for shopping online and just continuing the habit that they developed during the pandemic. So I think we're gonna still enjoy a nice bump in online shopping compared to pre-pandemic years. Um, so, that's good, but I don't think it's necessarily enough to just discount your items and then hope that buyers come. That's a very passive way of creating sales. Um, and you might passively enjoy some uptick in business just, just simply because more people are buying during the holiday season. Um, but you're not going to maximize your selling without actively working on your business. Your business only works if you work it. And that's going to be true uh, all year round. So... <clears throat> Here's some of the things that Deloitte talks about um, in terms of what buyers are doing. And then I'm going to talk about like what I'm doing to sort of meet consumers where they are as best that I can. Uh, so Deloitte says over one third of consumers say they are shopping early to look for the best deals, which would imply that if you are going to discount your items for the holiday shopping season, you should start doing that now. I actually started my first sale Today, so I've put my tools and car parts categories on 35% off. Then I'm going to run that sale right through to the beginning of December um, because this, these are kind of long tail uh, categories anyway. 
and a lot of the inventory there is stuff we've had for a long time. So I'm going to run a deep discount and I'm going to keep it going for a month. So I've already started that. And I will be ramping up category by category as we get closer to Black Friday. Now, 38% of buyers, according to Deloitte's research as well, say they are looking for coupons. So using coupons, if you're on eBay or any other selling platform that has a coupon feature, um, this is the time to test it out if you haven't already. Um, buyers will be looking for those coupons. So if they're considering another seller versus you and you send that coupon, they're probably going to buy from you. Um, but, and I mentioned this already, uh, people are also looking for connection according to Deloitte's research. And so they might be looking for gifts that have a more personal meaning. And this could be very good for us as resellers of more unique and collectible items. Oh, cha-ching. Uh, because our items carry a unique aesthetic and many times can be hard to find. So the things that we sell to them could be more special kinds of gifts um, as long as the buyers can find us. All right. So what are we doing in our business? I already discussed uh, some of our Black Friday and Cyber Monday strategies last week. So go back and listen to that episode for sure. Um, but that's only part of it. Right now, you should be thinking about what's my most exciting inventory? What do I have sitting in my death pile that could actually be a pretty fast sale? Um, list things that make great gifts. So if you have items that are new with tags, if you have things that are, um, you know, sort of small and shippable, um, things that are aesthetically pleasing, you know, the, the types of things people like to give, anything in packaging, um, list that right now if you have it. Um, what we're doing right now is just listing as fast as we can. So we're going to finish the model car project this week. For sure, it's going to be done. I'm so excited for it to be done. Um, and we're looking for other things that are giftable. Uh, vinyl records can make really good gifts for music lovers um, and vinyl buffs. And we have thousands of them sitting in the shop. So we're trying to get some of those up. Um, our comic book buyers are all the way, always around. People love to buy them for their kids. And um, comic book buyers like tend to trend male and right and around Christmas time I always get wives who are looking for specific books or characters um, for their husbands so that's something that comes around quite a bit at this time so listing comic books is really going to help us and we have you know 70 or 75 boxes of comic books that are not listed so there's no shortage of cool stuff that we can sell they're not necessarily the best titles they're not necessarily like the most amazing um, items, but what this also tends to do is encourage buyers to come and say, okay, well, maybe I don't like that particular item that she just listed, but oh, look, she's got hundreds more in that same category, and I'm probably going to find something here that I want. Um, so listing, 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 we're trying to do that as fast as we can, um, and I'm just, just starting to toy around with those holiday discounts. So the other thing I'm doing is, so I, we have a mailing list, an email list of 8,000 people. Um, if you don't maintain an email list of your previous buyers, I really recommend that's something that you do uh, start doing so that you can get more repeat business. So those 8,000 people are going to hear very soon about our first level of discounts in those two categories of car parts and tools. And each time I add a couple of categories to the sale, I'm going to email them again. I'm going to tease them. I'm going to tell them the service is coming, but I'm not going to tell you which categories are going to be on sale. You know, you're going to have to, you know, wait if you're willing to wait or buy it, buy it now, you know, to be, so you can get it in time for Christmas. So I'll be playing with some of that language around scarcity as well. And 
uh, when I reach out to those buyers on the list. Um, my Black Friday strategy, I'm keeping a little bit of a secret. I will share it after the weekend is over so I can evaluate it and also tell you how well it worked. It's not terribly different from previous years, but I'm trying something different with coupons. Um, after Cyber Monday, I'll reassess our inventory and look at if we've got new inventory by then, I don't know, um, and, and sort of evaluate how long I wanna keep the discounts going. So in previous years, I pull back my discounts uh, like a couple of weeks before Christmas. I, I don't take off all the sales, but some of the, a lot of them go away. And then I ramp it up again on Christmas Eve and put a almost as good as Black Friday sale on for Boxing Day. Americans, if you don't know what Boxing Day is, it's when Canadians go crazy shopping on December 26th. Um, it's a great shopping day for Canada. So I'll ramp up my sales into Boxing Day and right through New Year's. Um, but how I do that and how deep the discounts are and how many things I put on sale at that time is really going to depend on how well our sales are going. If we're exceeding my expectations, like if we're bringing in $2,000 plus a day, I'm probably not going to discount things quite as much because there's no reason to. Um, and this is the only time of the year that we're going to be offering discounts this deep. It's just it's just rare. Like I don't, I don't want to have all my stuff on a crazy sale all the time because it just attracts, it can attract the buyers that I don't necessarily want. Um, so that's kind of how I'm looking at these next seven to 10 weeks. Uh, sales and discounts are going to go a little bit in waves as they always have. Um, and I'm very much open to changing my strategy and my approach to those sales. Uh, several times over this next holiday season. It just kind of depends on how the sales trends are going. And I'm excited this year because some of the tools, uh, like giving the coupons and buyer groups and stuff like that, we haven't had available before. And now we have those available. So I'm excited to test those out and see how they work um, to encourage holiday sales. Uh, so your call to action this week is, I just want to know if you're doing anything different with regards to a holiday selling strategy than in previous years. Are you considering a more active approach like outreach to previous buyers or um, reaching out to your email list or something else? Maybe you're doing a holiday flea market or something like that. Like I'm super curious what your approach to the holiday selling season is and if you're changing everything compared to previous years. If so, what? Leave a comment on the YouTube channel. Send me an email. Hello at storagewarrior.ca. You know how to find me. Um, so that's what I want to hear from you. All right. So don't forget to subscribe to the podcast anywhere you get your podcasts at pod.link slash business of reselling. I will post the articles that I've referred to today in the show notes for your pleasure. And uh, don't forget to reach out to me. We'll talk to you next week.